Today, I'm going to give a few tips on how to perform some self-assessment in your finances and then how to look at that and make some changes. So sometimes it's hard to assess your own finances, but I think this might be helpful in a couple ways to know what some signs and signals are to be real and honest with yourself about your finances and look at it that way appropriately. And also to be able to take that next step on moving forward to assess an area in which we want to improve. Welcome to the Image Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton, a certified financial planner professional. The M Advisor podcast exists to help busy professionals get an educated and clear vision about money. Talking about money is difficult enough as it is. Discover the confidence in creating a customized financial plan in a calm and casual environment. Not every professional should have the same financial plan. Everyone is different. Let's celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different too. Music used in this show is by the band Forum. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc. broker-dealer, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and M Advisor are not affiliated. Cambridge does not offer tax advice. Welcome to the M Advisor podcast. I'm Paul Morton. M-Advisor podcast comes out on payday the 15th and 30th of each month. M-Advisor provides customized financial plans for busy professionals. Today, we're talking again conceptually about assessing your finances. With the new year rolling in, a lot of people are feeling like they're starting over. They are accumulating the mental capacity to be able to sit down and look at self-improvement options, whether that be in our health and our diet and exercise, but it also could be in our finances to get things organized, to get things in order, and to move forward in a big way for the new year so that we can make the future years even better. So this is a perfect time to take a step forward, to assess your finances, and hit that next level for you and your family in financial success. Today, I'm going to give a few tips on how to perform some self-assessment in your finances and then how to look at that and make some changes. So sometimes it's hard to assess your own finances, but I think this might be helpful in a couple ways to know what some signs and signals are to be real and honest with yourself about your finances and look at it that way appropriately and also to be able to take that next step on moving forward to assess an area in which we want to improve. First of all, if you are low on liquidity or there are lots and lots of bills that are being paid on a consistent basis, this might mean that it's time to consider a different cash flow strategy. One of the things that I like to do for clients who are just starting out in their plan is to simplify as much as possible. In a financial plan, it is a marathon and not a sprint, and it is a 30 or 40 year or longer process. Little steps can make huge impacts. It's much easier to take any step when the steps are simple 
So one of the, the first ways that I might suggest try to consolidate bills if you have multiple credit cards for multiple purposes, if there's not a real definite reason to have all of those different cards, it might be time to consolidate. Or same thing with bank accounts. Sometimes we might have one spouse's checking and savings accounts, and then we have another spouse's checking and savings account, and then we have a joint checking and savings account, all there within the same bank, and we have five or six or seven different accounts, and it can be fairly complicated just to have money be deposited and then sent out to go do something, which account should we use? So simplifying the needs of accounts, whether it be bank accounts or credit cards, is one of the first steps that I might consider. Also, take a look at your cash flow. If you're not able to save, yet you are making more money than what you think your lifestyle spending is, there are a couple of steps I might look at taking. And the first is a savings first strategy where you put money away into your savings before you start to spend money. And that just gives you more of a spending budget, yet the budget buckets, so to speak, aren't necessarily defined. The second thing I might do if you feel there's a lot of things being bought and there's a lot of expenditures, I would take a couple of steps to make things and stuff more difficult to buy. What I mean by that is we pull out our cell phones at virtually any break we have and we start scrolling through, whether it be social media, Amazon or Target or any of these apps that we have on our phone and we look at things we want to purchase. I might suggest deleting all of the retail apps that we have, the Amazons, the Targets, the Ebays, etc. Anything where you're making purchases from your phone lackadaisically, I might get rid of that app altogether. You can always re-download it, but reset your habits first. And then you can take that one step further by asking yourself, why do I need this? Is there something intrinsically inside that feels unmet or some need somewhere else in my life that I'm really trying to fill with buying this belt or watch or shoes or whatever it may be? You might even take a step further. Now, I'm not necessarily qualified to provide counseling and guidance on on those sorts of things, but a lot of times we make purchases filling another void in our lives, and then the overspending of money creates other problems that we didn't intend to create. And if you feel you're low on liquidity, low on liquid savings, low on cash in the bank. You might look at where your money is going. Are you contributing to retirement plans? And so then you're putting money away into illiquid assets, and that is taking money away from your ability to build up your liquid savings. 
So then you might at least consider lowering or stopping that until your liquid savings gets to a point where you're more comfortable. Now, I would certainly suggest speaking to a financial planner about your situation specifically before making a change like that, because a lot of times we're going to fund investment accounts for tax planning purposes and not necessarily for the investment and saving purposes only. The second self-assessment in looking at your own finances with this new year rolling in is this. Do you feel you're paying too much in taxes year after year? Now, I have some clients who pay a ridiculous amount of tax because they make a ridiculous amount of money. And to some degree, there may be nothing more that can be done for that if it's just large W-2 wages. But I know some individuals are leaving tax savings on the table and aren't taking advantage of everything that is available to them. The first thing that I suggest is review every possible account, retirement account, and situation that is available to you. So do you have, in a hospital setting, maybe a 403B and a 457 plan available to you? And are you funding those? Can you afford to fund both of those? Do you have a high-deductible health plan available to you? And does it make sense to choose that? And if so, could you fund an HSA in response to the high-deductible health plan? How is your income coming in is another question I would ask. So are you paid only W-2 wages? If so, there are some advantages to that in that As an employee, you only pay half of the FICA, the Social Security and Medicare tax, and your employer pays the other half. If you have 1099 or self-employed income coming in, it could be that you have to pay all of the FICA, the Social Security and Medicare tax. And if so, how are you receiving that self-employed money? If it is just being paid to you directly, such as moonlighting, maybe you are speaking for drug companies in educational seminars, maybe it is selling products in a medical spa. If you are receiving that income individually, then you are most likely paying what's called self-employment tax. And that is your payment into Social Security and Medicare. And so you may want to speak with a tax advisor about changing the way that you get paid. So then you could set up what's called an LLC or a PLLC, if that's available in your state, and elect to be taxed as an S-corp instead of a partnership. And as an S-corp, you don't have to pay self-employment tax on profit distributions above your normal salary. And so that can reduce your tax burden significantly. And how you do that is simple. One, you set up your entity, your LLC, if that's allowed in your state. You elect to be taxed as an S-corp. 
and you can talk with your accountant or tax advisor on how to do that. And then you just request that your employer or your revenue sources, where the paychecks are coming from, that they be written to your LLC and not to you personally. And if you do have self-employment income, do you have any employees that you have to take care of? If you have a few employees or no employees, it may make sense to establish a retirement plan for that income individually. So you can have W-2 income through the hospital and fund a 403B and a 457 plan to the maximum. And then with your self-employed, let's call it speaking income or commission income for selling skincare products or moonlighting income, you could potentially even establish what's called a SEP IRA and deduct up to 20 to 25% of your salary up to a cap in a pre-tax arrangement. So you don't pay taxes on the money that you put into these retirement plans. That could reduce your current taxable obligation. And then finally, when you are looking through and auditing your current retirement plan situation, you might even look to see if you are funding Roth instead of traditional retirement plan. So the difference between Roth and traditional, did a podcast on these prior, but the Roth money does not go in pre-tax. You pay taxes and then you fund a Roth account. And then it is tax-deferred growth and then it has tax-free distributions where the traditional retirement plans are funded with pre-tax dollars, meaning you fund that account and then whatever income is left over after funding the account gets taxed. And then that account enjoys tax-deferred growth and then taxable distributions. If you are in a very high income tax bracket, it may be disadvantageous to fund a Roth retirement plan. So if you are funding the Roth retirement plan and you are making a lot of money, it may make sense to talk with someone and just see if the traditional qualified plan or the traditional retirement account would serve you better. And finally, the last self-assessment item on the list is do you feel unorganized or do you feel unsure of all of your accounts? Meaning you feel very hazy about what you have and where it is and maybe money in general, whether it be investment accounts, retirement accounts, insurance policies, bank accounts, is not a very confident topic for you. If that's the case, first of all, I would work on getting organized. One easy way to do this is it takes a while, but you take one entire quarter of mail and just anytime you get a letter, a quarterly statement, a quarterly letter from a financial company that you have an account with, whether that be your retirement plan, an insurance policy, or a bank account, you set up a box or a bag and you collect it. And at the end of that quarter, you should have one piece of mail from every company that you've done business with. And so you can corral them in one place. And the same thing with email. You set up an email folder. And after 
the three months goes by, you should have one piece of communication with every custodian or every investment company or insurance company that you have completed business with within that quarter. And then that will be a good start to identify what is where. And so you can set up a spreadsheet and try to list every single account that you can think of. And at first, it doesn't even need to be super organized or detailed, but maybe even just write, I have a Bank of America savings account somewhere. You may or may not even know how to find the account balance, but just the first start is just to verify that you have that and then and then write that down. Some things to consider are former employers. Do you have retirement accounts at former employers? Have you set up any IRAs in the past that you've forgotten about? Maybe you purchased an insurance policy after a residency and you've completely forgotten about it. Do you have any credit cards that are just hanging around with a zero balance that you've forgotten about that are still open and active? Do you have a bunch of bank accounts that might need to be consolidated? Also, it might even make sense to, once you gather all of your accounts, it might make sense to get organized in some kind of software situation. Now, if you work with a financial planner like me, they might have software that they will offer to you to get organized and to run the financial plan on. But if you don't and you don't want a financial planner, but you still want organization software, I know um, they exist and they're available. My favorite that is just available for for the public is probably mint.com. I don't endorse Mint. I don't use Mint, but I've heard really good things about it, and I think it has been useful to a lot of people, and I believe it's easy to use. But between gathering all the statements, establishing a list or a spreadsheet, even if it's just a written list, that's great, and then just figuring out a piece of software moving forward just to corral the accounts. And you can aggregate the accounts so it can report the balances. You can't make transactions on most of those financial organization softwares, but they just report balances to you on a consistent basis. And finally, this might be a shameless personal commercial, but go see a financial planner. It will probably be really helpful if you feel unsure about money in any way, shape, or form to sit down with someone who is a subject matter expert, especially in in your particular profession, if there is a particular planner who has a clientele niche that fits you, just to sit and talk, get organized, and see if that relationship would be of use to you. Again, with the new year rolling in, I think self-assessments for personal growth are a good thing. These are just a few ways to self-assess your own finances so you can get your financial health in order and move you and your family to a better place financially. Thank you for listening. I'm Paul Morton with M-Advisor. This is the M-Advisor podcast. M-Advisor provides customized financial plans for busy professionals such as physicians and dentists 
You can find more content and more information at m-advisor.com. Thank you for listening, and I appreciate you being here.